0: Had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you.
1: Can tell
0: you. This is the final word. Australia West Indies Daily. Brisbane. Day four. We didn't even know that we were going to get a day four, but what a day four. We had Jeff Lemon and Barrett Sundaresen with you. The show brought to you by CBUS Super. And, well, just try. See what you can do, Barrett, to try to summarize that day's play in the space of 30 seconds.
1: So Australia come here, confident of winning this game. They're 2 for 60. They need 156 to win. Steve Smith and Cam Green bat. They bat normally. Steve Smith looks good. Cam Green looks good. Shamar Joseph not supposed to be at the ground, sitting topless with just his hat on, waiting for his shirt to come because he's left it behind. Bowls 1 over, 2 over. Bowls 11 on the trot. Finishes with 7 for 68. Bowls quicker and quicker and quicker with each delivery and uh, ensures that West Indies produce one of the greatest test wins, greatest test upsets of all time. And this is not 38-year-old Bharat Sundaresan speaking to you. This is that 8-year-old Bharat Sundaresan who grew up in Mumbai. Uh, so excited. every like All he ever wanted was West Indies to win. And honestly, Jeff, you've seen me in many cricket press boxes over the years. You've never seen me jumping up and down and slamming the desk. Well, that's what happened today when that last wicket fell.
0: <laughs> what? What an extraordinary moment it was. I mean, the the ratcheting up of tension, the way that the game keeps shifting, um, the, the fact that Steve Smith is still there. I mean, there's that – we can try to take people through the journey of the day. So, the two wickets that had gone the previous evening, Usman Khawaja, Manas Labashane gone, Green and Smith, they're batting on. They're looking pretty comfortable 113 for two, um, and and then it's the introduction of of Shamar Joseph, who you'll read the story a thousand times over the next 24 hours about how his, his foot had been smashed by Mitchell Stark the previous evening. He'd had to retire hurt while batting. He thought his toe was broken. He went to hospital. He woke up in the morning in agony thinking that there was no way he'd be able to bowl. They somehow gave him the jabs, gave him the pep talks and, and G'd him up to decide that he could come out there and have one spell and see how it went. And my goodness, how did it go? Um, suddenly, he rips out the entire Australian middle order. Green off the back of the elbow, plays it on, and, and it's that vicious bounce that Shamar Joseph gets that, uh, that disrupts green stumps. Travis Head, golden duck, second time in the match, um, the in-swinging Yorker from around the wicket. Carey, a similar dismissal that he, he bowls so well to the left-handers, and Marsh with... Uh, where- Joseph stands up the seam and the ball takes the edge to slip I mean four in, in no time at all really and, and when Kerry goes they're, they're 136 for six and then Mitchell Stark putting on a partnership with Smith and then and then Cummins coming out who just made his test highest score in the in the first innings but getting bowled an absolute brute of a delivery from Joseph that, that he fends through to the wicketkeeper and, and, and the runs required keep ticking down and Nathan Lyons out there and then he plays a hook shot and edges one and it's ten runs to win then it's eight runs to win and when Josh Hazelwood's stump is knocked out I mean it, it, it felt to me like it, I thought Australia were going to do it because Smith was yep. still there I mean he carried yep. his bat in extraordinary innings and, and we'll, we'll come to that I just felt that with with his ability and, and his sort of calm under pressure he'd be able to he, he'd, he'd somehow see this off and yet it didn't happen but it could have gone either way so many times I mean it, it just that last sort of hour of, of play was just so it was tense was absorbing couldn't move couldn't leave the spot that wherever it was that you were sitting or listening or watching i'm sure everybody else was glued to it um my goodness like what what a what a <laughs> ride that was through that last couple of hours of the day
1: i mean just listening to you talk about it is giving me uh uh you know uh- goosebumps all over again. Uh, It was that special. And and you're right. And it kind of summed up the test match as well. I mean, the whole test match, 5 for 64 at lunch, West Indies on day one. Think about it. First session comes to an end. Uh, Graves gets out. And you thought it's over. Saturday, well, booking tickets, we'll go back. Australia 2-0. It's a repeat Mm. of what happened last summer. They showed some promise in Adelaide, but it's all over. Then that partnership and then Australia Mm. lose 4 for 24. They come back. And then West Indies looked good yesterday on, on 37 degrees uh, in in that kind of heat, Australia bowled them out, uh, and then from nowhere they lose two wickets, and uh, just after Shamar Joseph limps off, so West Indies aren't bowled out uh, technically, but Shamar they lose Shamar Joseph, and, and like you said, he's not supposed to come to the ground. He comes to the ground, but uh, I don't think I'm going to keep his, keep this for the Hall of Fame. But this was the most remarkable part of it. He said this in the press conference because he's not expecting to come. He's not expecting to play. The doctor just calls yeah. him and says, "Come, I have something for you." He doesn't bring his stop. So he just comes like he's here coming here to support his team. So suddenly Craig Brathwaite's like, no, no, you're playing. We need you there. So, like he described, he's sitting topless with just his maroon cap and his shoes on <laughs> and nothing else. So I'm sure he had some underpants on. So he's just sitting there uh nearly naked with the maroon cap and the shoes, waiting for his clothes to arrive. And Dario, the media manager, arrives. Like there's so many elements to the story. Like I mean, the fact that he's doing this in his second test match and he takes seven wickets while bowling. With a broken or nearly broken toe, pulls 11 overs straight across uh, or, or on either side of the uh, the break. But what? T-Ball 10 overs before the break. So uh, that was remarkable. He, he's limping. Uh, in between overs, but every time he has a ball in his hand, he's bowling quicker and quicker. I mean, that is remarkable in itself. But the fact that he was sat there just before that in his cap when not wearing anything else because he didn't bring his clothes just adds that other layer to it. Uh, but you're right. I mean, especially when I, I feared as a West Indian fan, to, to be honest, I suddenly became that child again, like I said, was when Mitchell Stark came and started taking the attack to them because uh, the four wickets fell mm. pretty In quick succession. Cameron Green uh, obviously head fell the next ball. Mitch Marsh didn't hang around for too long, and Alex Carey didn't hang around for too long either. And Mitch Stark actually took the attack, did the right thing. Because Joseph... Kept attacking the stumps. He thought, okay, he's bowling full. He made the most of the length. Kept hitting him straight yep. down the ground. Uh, but then his wicket was, was was a big, big blow because suddenly now you re- realize that the runs had to come from Steve Smith because you know Pat Cummins plays his own way. Mm. It takes a while to get going. Uh, and yeah, look, that that that's where I think the game really turned. The Stark wicket for me was big, but mm. still Steve Smith keeps him in the game. And what about that shot? Like you know, he plays the ramp, uh, lying down of Alzari Joseph for six that's what brings it to 10 needed mm. uh, and I think the one like every time he gave two balls to Josh Hazelwood to against Shamar Joseph I think Uh, As an Australian fan, you were like, is he taking a bit of a a risk? And he said that himself, Steve Smith, when he spoke to the radio. And you just knew that stump was – and you just knew it had to be Shamar Joseph who would knock the stump out.
0: Yeah, there there was – I mean, I suppose it will be um, gone back over whether that was the right strategy, whether he should have just looked to see out the whole Joseph over or try to manufacture a single from the sixth ball. Um, to, to to shield Hazelwood completely. Um, Zari Joseph did get the wicket of Lion which was important um, dropped him as well, there was a return chance yes. back at Elzari Joseph and then he he was able to keep his calm and um, and come back with the wicket ball, had Lion hooking and just a tiny little feather um, that went through that the umpire did here and the Josh De Silva caught um, I, I mean we're jumping all around the place a little bit here but so when Mitchell Stark gets out, so he comes in, he makes 21 off 14, he smacks four boundaries um, he's, he's doing the thing to to take them on. And that mm. that works. That that gets them within yeah. 36 runs Australia. So when he gets out, Cummins walk into the middle. You think Cummins with Smith, with Lyon and Hazelwood to come, they should get 36. You know, that should be that should be doable from here. Smith makes another 20, Cummins hangs around, does the the bit that he did mm. in the Afghanistan game with Glenn Maxwell and, and just holds up an end. And then Cummins gets an absolute oh. brute like, it yep. jumped at him. It followed him. All he could do was try to get the gloves up. Um, Self-defence entirely. Um, and it gets this thick, spinning edge that goes flying backwards. And Josh De Silva, my word, what, what a, what a take. Mm. Like, he just he just flew away to his right um, to grab that one. And you remember, remember the very start of, of proceedings in Adelaide, how he just puts down the most regulation, yep. straightforward, outside edge, Josh De Silva, behind the stumps. Um, dropped that catch there to start things off. The fact that that he's the one to take that catch um, and, and with such a high degree of difficulty and, and such a lot of pressure on him. Um, that stands out. And then, yeah, Lion with the little swishing pull shot and he gets the little edge through, um, which brings Hazelwood in. And, and it's interesting with Hazelwood, you, you have this memory of him being a player hanging around for a long time, um, for instance, in that test match in 2015 against West Indies when he batted with Adam Voges for a long while. Um, but that seems to, that that's less the case mm. now. Um, he tends to be a, a shorter innings player than he was back then. I don't know if that's, if anything's changed particularly or, or whether it's just probability averaging itself out. Um, But yeah, 36 to get with three in hand, you think that that should probably still be Australia's game. And then the way Smith takes it on, the the ramp for six, like you said, to get it to within 10. Then he places a really clever two and makes sure he gets back to keep the strike. Eight to win. Um, And then chooses to turn over the strike at that point, and I'm, I'm sure he will go back over and over mm. that as to whether that was the right decision. But he, he did carry his bat for 91, not out, so there's not a, a whole lot more he could do in the circumstances.
1: Yeah, and that was the story of the day, wasn't it? At the start of the... Uh, the a, a, I mean, even before we get to the ground, there was pouring in Brisbane, uh, a lot of rain, uh, and you, in fact, felt or well, we might even not get any cricket today because it was raining till um, just about... Uh, I'm going to say 11 a.m., and then the rain clears, and we Mm -hmm. didn't lose a single second of play today, which, or in in fact, a single second of play during this test match. This was supposed to be the rain-affected test, which in itself is quite the story. Uh, And it was about, oh, Smith and Cam Green finally batting together in their new positions. I mean, this is when they proved their worth in a big run chase, and... While they batted together, they did. I thought Cam Green was getting into his innings nicely. He was the one who took Shamar Joseph for a few boundaries down the ground uh, very early on in that spell. Uh, and, and Smith played an extraordinary innings. I think uh, it, it was almost uh, on par with that David Warner innings probably in Hobart uh, in his what second test when mm. he did carry the bat. Yep. Um. Uh. And and they lost Doug Bracewell taking the last wicket. It was Nathan Lyon on that occasion, wasn't it? So, um, he he did everything right. Yeah. I thought Steve Smith same uh,
0: margin too,
1: same margin as well. Yeah, there you go. And and eight, I thought even even runs. with yeah. yeah he had given uh Josh Hazelwood uh two balls. So uh, like you said, he backed him and he said that as well later. He backed him so, uh, yeah Josh to survive two balls. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things, right, Jeff? Like, you know, when you have those miracle days in sport, when someone like Shamar Joseph comes along and he's having that day, you just know it will end one way. It rarely does it... I mean, it, there is, there are a lot of heartbreaks in sport, but you just got got the mood. Like, you just sense that, that it, mm. it not only well, West Indies win after a point, but it will be Shamar taking that last wicket. Uh, and it was, that exactly was how it played out and for him to knock the stump over. Um, he didn't get, st- I-, I thought mm. the even dreamier finish would be if he got Steve Smith out. Don't forget, he was his idol, get, got him out of his first ball in Test cricket last yep. week. Uh, but that wasn't to be, but Steve Smith was there to to witness it all. And, and, and you know, just... Uh, everything about uh, uh, his spell but uh, credit to Craig Brathwaite as well I thought he used some very smart fields uh, when uh, Lyon and uh, even Pat Cummins were batting Uh, he had the third third very fine and also the gully slightly uh, deep so that they don't mm. get those runs especially pat cummins most of his runs came in that direction in the first inning so as good as as wonderful yep. as uh, shamar joseph's bowling was thought craig brathwaite um, captained the side really really well he he kept believing he he you know, I mean, because mm. Shamar said, "I won't give the ball to you. I'm going to bowl from one end." Um, he uh, that allowed him to use uh, to start with Kima Roach and then Azari. But but it's, it's again when you see a, a victory like that, uh, there will be one big hero. Like go back to the Gabba three years ago when it was Rishabh Pant. But then as you kind of uh, mm. kind of peel the 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 layers of the onion further, more heroes emerge. Right, Joshua de Silva taking that catch last evening. Justin Graves. Uh, coming on to bowl right after Usman Khawaja has got out when you don't you thought oh Shamar Joseph's not there and he gets rid of Manus Labuschagne imagine if Australia were just one down today mm. uh, that wicket came from nowhere yeah. um so i think th- th- a lot of heroes will keep emerging uh, as as we kind of uh, revisit this test match and I'm sure we will mm-hmm. uh, not just people who are here but just world, everyone in world cricket and every fan of cricket will.
0: Well I, th- I think look as well at the, the West Indies batting in the second innings when you've got this, this batting lineup that's been absolutely monstered by the Australian quicks but um, Athanese who's had a horrible tour mm. manages to make 35 um, Kavim Hodge makes another 29 Graves makes 33 McKenzie makes 41 uh, they're not huge scores but they all contribute to just getting them enough of a lead that they've got enough to bowl at um, that they end up being able to defend compared to the way that they were run through in mm. Adelaide, for instance, uh, where you know Mackenzie made a 50 and then the rest was pretty much tissue paper, so that was extraordinary. Um, but then it, you know, I mean, you'll we're talking about the Shema Joseph performance for years, it's not just the broken toe, it's not just uh, the figures. I mean, seven for 68 will be iconic figures yeah. on that ground, but but it's the fact that. In, even towards the end of that spell, he nearly did get Steve Smith. He bowled him an absolute snorter that yes. took the outside, took the shoulder of the bat, and went flying away yep. to a, a sort of near a fly slip and very, very nearly carried for a catch. He bowled a bouncer to Smith at one point that was clocked at over 146 k's <laughs> an hour. You know, this is a guy with a with an extremely painful foot where every time he's he's planting his foot, um, it, he must be in agony um, or or it's completely numb. To be able to do that, to be able to produce that performance and turn it on. Um, and the fact that he was smashed around as well, I mean, that's it's almost Hall of Fame worthy. But at one point, um, after seven overs... He's got five, but he's also gone for 51 runs. He's <laughs> yeah. got five for 51 off seven. Mm-hmm. So he's going at about, what, what's that? 42 balls. So what, close enough to nine seven and ball, over. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he's picked up five wickets on the journey. I mean, it's, it's just an extraordinary thing. And we'll keep coming back to it, I'm sure. Um, that, that that seven for 68 will be talked about in the great West Indies spells, the great spells bowled at the Gabba and, and so on.
1: Oh, yeah, 30 years from now, I can already see that nerd pledge, 7.68, and uh, us talking about it. Maybe not 30 years, maybe you don't have to wait that long, Uh, maybe three years. Uh, And and you're right, uh, look, uh, the first innings runs also mattered. Where Three months, maybe, yeah. Not three weeks. That'll be too soon. But I'm ready to talk about it in three weeks, just saying. Uh, So, uh, you know, the partnership between Hodge and Joshua De Silva, uh, that's what gives them Mm -hmm. that big total. The burst from Kima Roach. Don't forget the old man. uh, Just before the break in the first innings, uh, Australia reduced to 4 for 24 At a time when they were supposed to just, you know, book book in an Airbnb uh, on this uh, so-called placid Mm -hmm. pitch, um, and make a mountain of runs, right? That's, that's the narrative going into day two, uh, which wasn't to be. Um, yep. and, and then I guess, uh, think so. there'll be so many, so many things. Uh, there'll be Easter eggs thrown in there, which we'll pick out um, and, and talk about. But more than anything, just one of those special, special days uh, uh, to be at, at a cricket mm. ground or just to be watching it on television or wherever you were, or listening to it on the radio, uh, where you won't forget where you were, when uh, you know Alzari or Shamar Joseph yeah. knocked out Josh Hazelwood's off stump, and you felt for the Australians as well, you felt for Steve Smith and Josh Hazelwood just stood there during the presentation, like you know his head hanging low. You felt for him. I mean, you know, you, nobody wants to be the number eleven. Yes, it's all about celebrating the West Indies, but there's also mm-hmm. the other side to it. Uh, so I did feel bad for uh, Josh Hazelwood, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, also the irony was we got two days ago. On the big holiday, we had 27,000 people. Great atmosphere, great cricket, it was a lot of fun. Today, at one point, um, there were 846 people, and towards the end, I think. Um about around 3,000 people, which is kind of disappointing for a Sunday crowd, especially when a great Test match like that was playing out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, very. I guess it, it, uh, that that was pretty much the only kind of letdown of that sort. But whoever was there uh, was creating a mm-hmm. lot of noise. And I saw little Australian kids go, go Shamar, go Shamar, as he was walking out uh, after the yep. break. Uh, so, uh, uh, I, I mean, I know facts and figures we'll talk about a lot, but it, just the emotion of being here uh, yep. is just something else.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk probably we'll talk on the weekly show about the Australian side in this as well, where you know there there is there is a fair bit of brittleness to the Australian batting at the moment. They so seem like a good a good bowling side, but um, there is a lot of needing to dig themselves out of holes as a batting side, and um, that just didn't come off this time around. But uh, it's it's really a West Indies celebration today. So let's leave the game bit there, and we will come to the final word, Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame. The most final word moment of the day brought to you by cbus super Cbussuper.com.au. super.com.au um, if you want to sort out your superannuation um, and uh, make sure that all of your different disparate funds sometimes you work different jobs and you've got different bits of super here and there they can roll it all together for you and they've got over nine hundred thousand members and uh, the, the really good bit is that there's no there's no profit motive. There's no shareholders. There's nobody who needs a payout. And so they're able to keep their fees as low as they can and manage the fund for members by members. Um, So check out CBUS, punch that into your search machine if you need to sort out your superannuation. Right. There's a lot to get through. There's a lot of Hall of Fame here. Um, I've got a, a bit of a personal note, but this one for me, I had the radio playing towards the end. That's how I like to listen mm. to – I like to follow close test matches on the radio. It just feels more more intimate in a way. Um, and uh, obviously, you were doing radio coverage as well, and, and I was listening to the ABC at points as well. So I had the ABC on at the end, and um, Jim Maxwell called the absolute ears off that. That, that last moment you know that was it was a real turn back the clock moment because you know uh, you, you have Jim sort of meander around and follow flights of fancy and so on when not much is happening but my lord when, when the big moment was there mm. the hazelwood wicket was you know the hairs on my, my arms were standing up listening to it and he just ripped into it he absolutely nailed the moment um if you can find some audio of sure. of the end of the match via um the the voice of Jim Maxwell see if you can track it down it's, it's well worth it um and then Carl Hooper on that broadcast yeah. who was who was almost speechless through the yeah. last 10 overs or so just couldn't talk because he was so nervous and then he was nearly in tears you know speaking to Shamal Joseph down on the ground after play there was it was quite a quite a moving moment
1: I think the Hall of Fame will be filled with moving moments uh, honestly and I'm not Going to uh, shy away from being a little self indulgent. Like, I was emotional myself. I did uh, this uh, TV thing that I, Peter and I, Pete Lawler and I do on Channel 7 just during the break. So, this is when Australia needed uh, two wickets. Uh, and it was one of those ones where you're sitting on a bar stool and I was just jumping up and down. I know that's not great TV, but I couldn't help myself. I was just so up for this, uh, that moment. And, and honestly, I mean, I guess like over the years, you kind of. Uh, uh, as when you become a journalist even if you are watching west indies i was there in calcutta when i remember the name carlos brathwaite happened but that was the west indies team which was supposed to win it had all the superstars of t20 cricket on that side but to see this west indies team after everything that uh, people have said about them uh, over the last two two weeks uh, to before even before we get to the win, just uh, kind of make sure that people are talking about them and like you know not talking about uh, Karl Hooper, Brian and Ian Bishop who are in the commentary box itself was a hall of fame for me. But to see the emotion on those three guys, you spoke about Karl Hooper, he com- broke down. I just saw a video uh, on, on from the ABC commentary box. He broke down, is emotional. I was just down there, obviously waiting to speak to Shamar Joseph myself uh, and Brian Lara just walked past me. Carl Hooper was on Doing Radio. He just like tapped him on the back and they shared a huge hug uh, and, and then Brian Lara just walked and obviously started congratulating the team. He has worked with this team so he knows a lot of these players. Then uh, mm-hmm. Ian Bishop comes and I'm just about to speak to uh, Shamar on on SEN and Bish uh, says, hang on Bharat bye. I need a selfie with this man and he takes a selfie with him. Uh, he gives him a big hug and, and the most... I've, and this 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 is a first of any kind so when shamar joseph and craig brathwaite come to do the press conference and i didn't notice him first at first like so obviously as always with west indies press conferences i started questions and all that so the first question to shamar he just said and to do uh, to talk about this in front of the great man, I turn around. Brian Lara stood there throughout the press conference, recording the whole thing. Like, so if you were asking a question, he would record you on his phone, and then record record mm. the, the the answer. I mean, think about it. Like, Bran Lara is just standing well. there recording a press conference. I mean, it was it would have been special for Greg yeah, yeah. Brathwaite and Shamar Joseph. Pretty special for us sitting there as well. So, um, no, it, it like you know to see these guys who I grew up watching who I looked up to to protect from my brother (laughs) all those years ago to see them break down and be emotional uh, after that was just something extraordinary like it it's the ultimate hall of fame for me uh, just being here and seeing them and then uh, Joseph I mean you have to go and see the Joseph press conference it's it's just quite something else like the stuff that he talked about and, and yeah. there was one moment in the press conference Jeff when he saw one of the questions the obvious questions was like what do you do when like you know T20 money comes away and look whatever happens in the future today he said i i know this camera uh, mic is live i'm going to say I'm ready to sacrifice money, or I'm paraphrasing him here, to play test cricket for West Indies, and that's what it means to me. And then you just mm. hear this quiet applause. You turn around, and Brian Lara is, like, applauding him. <laughs> it was quite something.
0: Yeah, um, he said, I think in his ABC interview, they, they they mentioned, you know, enjoying test cricket, and he just said, I love test cricket. Yeah. I love it, yeah. um, which, which warms the heart. Um, I also enjoyed on... on on commentary conversations on the, the tally Adam Gilchrist was calling the King pair when Travis had yes. w- got resolved for the second time. And you remember Gilchrist's King pair in, in 2001. Yeah. In, famous. Um, th- that famous series in India as well, when he was out first ball twice in the game. Um, so, and he, he gave it the big ones. He, he didn't hold back in, Um, calling somebody else, achieving the same unwanted feat. And then, yeah, and Shamar Joseph, when the last wicket falls and he just sprints off all the way to the boundary and they just couldn't catch him, his teammates just running after him, when they finally caught him at the boundary, Coke McKenzie jumps on his back. I'm not sure that's what you want when you've got a broken toe um, <laughs> to, to, to have to piggyback other players around. But that was that was the level of excitement. So, look, an, an extraordinary, extraordinary upset, um, a, a, a turning over of this team at home. And, and mm. I mean, the Gabba, it's interesting now. It the, is, all of that right? hype about Australia not losing there for 30 years. And then India knock them over, South Africa... Nearly, like looked like they were going to knock Australia over um, a number of times up there in that absurd two-day test, and and now West Indies have done the same. So, congratulations to them. Um, it's it's a huge achievement, and uh, and I hope that there's a lot of celebration. Yeah going on across the Caribbean tonight. Anything else from you before we go? Uh,
1: just a couple of things. Uh, what you just said there, it's so important that we don't already jump on the bandwagon of West Indies are back and this is the uh, renaissance of West Indian cricket. Uh, oh, no. Uh, it just, and I asked Greg Brathwaite this This was this an question.
0: extraordinary solo performance.
1: Absolutely. So let's celebrate it. Let's enjoy it and not just once but over and over again. Uh, but again, on a personal note, how much... Have I mentioned the name Shamar Joseph to you in the last three weeks? But it just, you know, I have to go back to that moment when we are in Rundle Mall and I'm, he's wearing his West Indian gear, looking at him, going, nobody's even stopping him. Nobody's just like even like, giving him a second yeah. look. And today to just see him after everything was over, yes, it's one thing post taking of the, these West Indian greats coming and taking a picture with him. But they, you just stood, all the people who did show up today were there to take a picture with Shamar Joseph. Like how your life can turn around again, okay, yep. not just in the space of thirteen months, but in the space of two weeks. It's a it's a lesson for everyone.
0: Yeah, a remarkable Test match, a remarkable day, um, and a pleasure to. Talk through it all with you at Stumps, Pirates and Derays. And thanks for uh, running the show from Brisbane during this test match. I'm Jeff Lemon. That has been the final word, Australia West Indies Daily. That series is done. Um, The England-India series is still going on. We'll have daily shows from that with Adam Collins and Cameron Ponsonby as well. Okay. uh, patreon.com slash the final word if you like what we do and uh, CBUS super if you want to sort out your retirement situation that's it that's enough from us we'll see you, you next time I ain't protected by the ain't fenced if my future questions my current sense that'd be the same we've been doing for centuries sorry if I ran out to empty broke this so you know what I meant I had to go about it write it out and find it myself and there's some stories I can